So joining me in the studio now, we do have Simcoe Gray MPP, Jim Wilson. We have lots to talk about, Jim. Thanks for joining us in the studio. Oh, it's a pleasure, Melanie. Great to be back. Now, first and foremost, I just want to kickstart because obviously um, the voting has started with the Ontario Progressive uh, Conservatives, but uh, what what is going on (laughs) with the the party? Well, you know, it's unfortunate in the situation we're in. I mean, there's good and bad. I I mean, uh, the good thing is that since... uh, the collapse of our leadership on, Feb- on January 24th, um, we're on the new- in the news <laughs> every day, for good or for bad. Yeah. Um, memberships have uh, tripled in, in my riding, and, that, and those are true numbers. Uh, I checked, uh, double-checked yesterday. Um, so we're up from, uh, well, more than triple. We're up from about 250 paid-up members up to well over 800 now in the riding. So, I mean, um, we're talked about every day, as I said, lawn sign requests province-wide, we're told, are up 45%. Fundraising's up 30.5%, mm-hmm. all in the last month. Um, so the silver lining is those that maybe didn't take their vote seriously in the party uh, the last couple times right. are, are definitely taking it seriously now. I mean, I get emails constantly in the la- over the last month about... How do I vote? Who should I vote for? And of course, I'm supporting uh, Christine Elliott. Exactly. She's been a friend for uh, for a couple of decades, and I served with her for nine years when she was a, a, an MPP. And she's just an excellent person, an honest person, and has the integrity and experience to to start the job right away. Uh, but they're all good candidates, uh, and they all have their strong suits and their weaknesses. But uh, good news is people are taking the vote seriously. We're moving forward as a party. I think uh, we're going to be ready to take on Kathleen Wynne uh, on the June in the June seventh vote. Um, I know we will be, and I know we'll be uh, we'll be united. There'll always be uh, some uh, discontent when you have such a large party. We have, we have more members now, confirmed members than mm-hmm. the other other parties combined at Queens Park. So that's so a pretty good position a, to be in. A little ruffle in the road. It's uh, it's unfortunate, you know, and and uh, I don't uh, wish ill of Patrick Brown at all. He was a he was a very uh, outstanding fellow as far as I could see. But you know, you don't know what people do in their private lives, and you don't know what, what story is true and what which isn't, and who who am I to judge? Um, but obviously, somebody somewhere was out to get him, yeah. and uh, and that could happen to, to to any of us. So I mean, I've lived in a bubble for twenty seven years, but I'm sure I've made mistakes along the way too that somebody could go after me. Um, I've been trying to think who could and what I've yeah. done. <laughs> that's just it, right? <laughs> and so Especially far, I'm sleeping with, with a sleeping with a clear conscience. But you never well, know. That's good. It's that's unfortunate it happened, but you know the silver lining is uh, members are definitely signing up in droves and new members, and uh, and everybody's taking it quite seriously this time. That's the most important part. Now let's get down to to some uh, more local uh, business. Now there was an announcement in regards to the hospital that happened on February the twelfth, and there was some clarification. Yeah, so each hospital, Allenston and Collingwood uh, and Collingwood General Marine, um, have spent over one point two million of their own patient frontline money. So they've never had a grant to do the planning, mm-hmm. the several millions of dollars worth of planning, leading through the five stages to finally putting a spade, a spade in the ground, a shovel right. in the ground for a new hospital. Um, so the government announced 500000 half a million for each hospital. Unfortunately, in Collingwood's case, they of the $1.2 million they had spent to date going through phase one, one. they completed phase one, they're in phase two, um, 300000 that was borrowed from the LIN. So Nora Holder kind of quietly mm-hmm. said, you know, I'm just going to be turning today's check over to the local health integration network where we borrowed some of the money to do the planning. So it was it was nice of Dr. Eric Hoskins, who's a personal friend of mine. I think he did it as a personal favor. Just It's really tokenism, though. And if you read the background to the 
media release that day, it does say that just doesn't constitute approval for a new hospital. So while we were very happy, uh, and you don't want to turn down any money from the government, mm-hmm. and it was a wonderful signal. It's the first signal in, in a decade that the government agrees we need a new hospital here in town and one in Alliston. Um, it's, it's, it's symbolic, and it'll still be the number one campaign issue come June. Well, and luckily we have such strong community support and so oh. many different campaigns to be able to keep the you know, hospital where I, it is. It blew my mind when we had uh, Nora Holder and uh, Tom Patterson, the, the chair of the board and the president and CEO, uh, down to Queen's Park in December, I believe, you know, leading up to the February announcement. Uh, we had we had a good meeting with the capital group at the Ministry of Health, and Nora was able to say to her, say to them, "We've raised more than half of our local. We've raised yeah. three, thirty million dollars, yeah. and we haven't even announced a campaign yet." So, absolutely right, uh, Melanie. What a strong, strong community that I'm so happy to represent. And speaking of strong communities and and strong campaigns, in regards to just wanting to get ahead and and get what what is coming and deserved to the community is Wasaga Beach and, and their schools. Yeah, we're finally making some progress. And I just want a big shout out to uh, to the mayor. Uh, he has done a, a tremendous job. He's like a dog with a bone with respect to the high school issue, and he, he won't take no. So he, and I'd say it was he more than I, um, have convinced the uh, Ministry of, of Education to provide Monday, uh, money uh, for uh, purchasing the land for a new high school. And what that does, it finally forces uh, the school board, who refuses over the years for all kinds of reasons, none of which make any sense, because we have the numbers, we have mm-hmm. the children, and we will have the children yes. even more. And especially the model that the mayor's come up with, uh, that Brian Smith's come up with in terms of starting at grades 7 to 12, um, that gives us the numbers. So the ministry, thankfully, has taken away all the excuses, financial excuses, mm-hmm. that the school board could possibly come up with. So I understand now, and, and also directed the school board to work with the town to find a site. Um, also in that same announcement, uh, we are getting a new grade school from right. Saga Beach in the next couple of years. So that money was part of a $45 million announcement. So it's about a $10 million grade school, something like that. And I know people are saying, you know, we don't need another public school. But the thing is, is people don't understand the growth that is happening in Wasaga Beach right now. Yeah, and the plan growth. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's going to explode. And, uh, you know, you see the subdivision subdivisions being built now there's one near me i'm a club court in uh, in uh, off the golf course there and there's a brand new one off 45th street and um it's high density mm-hmm. so it may not be a lot of land it's it's a big field but uh there's gonna be several hundred people live, live there see so it's growing, growing yeah it's growing, growing. And, and the ministry in the letter that the that the, that the new minister sent to, to the mayor uh talking about the land talking about the new school uh, she indicates uh, her knowledge of the planned growth in the area. So it's all, all good news. I mean, I've been carrying around this high school issue for 15 <laughs> years. Uh, it took me 13 years to get the Angus High School and a lot of petitions in that. And we've already done all that petitions and everything over the years for the uh, Saga Beach School. So thank God for Mayor Smith and his efforts. Absolutely. No, I'm not setting him up for re-election, but he does deserve full credit <laughs> for this one. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I don't know whether he'll endorse me or not, but anyway. Uh, well, we'll see after <laughs> we'll this. see what happens. Now, uh, one major uh, topic of conversation, especially over in Clearview, has been the wind turbines. And yeah. there were some news that just came out that was quite surprising. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you know, a group of citizens, um, Kevin Elwood, John Wiggins, um, a lot of great people that would be too long to mention, 
pooled together their money um, and also took individual um, shots at uh, participating in the tribunal and uh, trying to stop the uh, – and successfully stopping the 500-foot uh, wind turbines, mm-hmm. which would have been the tallest in, in Canada by far. It's like 50 stories high out in the middle – out in the middle – around the airport, but yeah. in the middle of nowhere – uh, would stick out like a sore thumb, and and as Charlie Tatum, when he was on the airport board, said to me many years ago when we had a media conference out on the uh, tarmac, he told the media and and, and myself that uh, it's not if someone's going to get killed, it's when someone's going to get killed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd run into these things, especially with the fog and the weather we get off uh, with the lake effect. Um, the people that won and uh, had the tribunal rule against uh, building the turbines can't get their money back. They're, the Liberals slipped a clause into the Green Energy Act, which is what this is all under, uh, that uh, the only way you can really get your money back is if you, if the other side, which was WPD Canada, mm-hmm. did uh, something dirty or underhanded. It, it, it turns out WPD was just following the Liberals' process, and they followed it to the T. Um, of course, at any time, we could have saved our citizens well over the million dollars they spent, I think. Kevin Elwood told me probably closer to two million citizens right. spent, and um, with some hope, I think of getting it back. But more, more spending just to do the right thing for the people and the environment. But um, that's a that's a terrible blow. And and we didn't know the clause was in there until they asked the appeal tribunal uh, for reimbursement of expenses, mm-hmm. and then they said, well, unless something malicious happened, and I don't know exactly what the law says, but that's the general gist of it. And. Uh, and um, so, so right you know, you try and do the right thing for the, the environment. You try to do the right yeah. thing for pilot safety and for passenger safety mm-hmm. and for and the three municipalities were involved. Um, and the government just slaps you in the, you know, slaps you in the hand and says, uh, you know, stop doing anything good for your community unless you're a millionaire. Right. And you can spare it. So we're going to spare the money. See, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some campaigns and a lot more talk surrounding around uh, trying to get these funds back for sure. Yeah, I think so. And I think that, you know, you we probably should, if we form the government, ask ask the cabinet of the day after June 7th if there could be any exception because it's just blatantly unfair. Absolutely. Now, uh, one other topic I just want to talk about because uh, we you have been chatting many, many times in regards to the Wasaga Beach shoreline and oh, getting it cleaned up. Right. And uh, have you seen much progress for yourself? Well, you can probably tell me as, a, as an owner down there <laughs> uh, if there's any progress. But I certainly from emails and from walking the beach just recently, we had sent a series of a whole binder of photos into uh, to the uh, M- MNR, uh, Ministry of, of Natural Resources and Forestry, um, last June. And then I did a follow up in August. So um, just recently went to those spots. So we, we, we took pictures of the inside and outside of the washrooms. The washroom mm-hmm. issue is not built. But uh, the town assures me that the ministry is definitely working on blueprints and the money's been allocated, allocated. from Queen's Park. So they're supposed to be done this year. So we'll, uh, I look forward to doing a ribbon cutting on some new washrooms, which I've never done before, <laughs> but I'm looking forward it's to it, actually. That we're not excited yeah, about it's it, but be, it's true. That's hopefully it's it'll be in June or something, um, or July. The... Um, and and, and there, you do see uh, tractors, um, bulldozers and that, uh, raking uh, the worst parts. And I am getting emails from people saying, hey, for the first time in 20 years, mm-hmm. I can see the water from my cottage. And I've got a waterfront cottage, yeah, you know, exactly. or a waterfront home. 
rather than staring at 68 feet of, of weeds. So progress is being made. There's the, the new superintendent has been fantastic in terms of a real different attitude than the previous superintendent. So it really depends on who's at the helm mm-hmm. at the park office there. And I've just noticed that over my 27 years. I, I, I didn't have any problems until the last superintendent. And he, he told me when we were having a dispute at a public meeting over Blueberry Trails because he put up where Blueberry Trails is there by the OPP station, yeah. across the OPP station. People were used to just walking into the woods, which is, which is part of the park. And he put up the fence. I had the developer that did the subdivision that had delayed it for years finally live up to the agreement, I guess, and put up the fence. So ratepayers over there uh, had me to, uh, I guess I arranged a couple meetings, and we had the, um, shall remain nameless, but everyone knows who he was, former superintendent. And he actually told me in front of my my constituents that uh, he preferred to have no people in the park and that it bring it back to its natural state. And I tried to tell him that that Wasaga Beach was basically taken over by the province for the purpose of creating parkland for the GTA residents. Mm-hmm. And it was you know, thought of many, many years ago that someday Toronto will be so overgrown that they'll need a place relatively close to to um, experience the outdoors and and some green space, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that was good planning on behalf of the province, and it was a conservative government that did it many years ago. And um, we need to respect that that future, and and the current mayor and council have a very good grasp of of that history and uh, um, have come down to Queen's Park again. I've had them down uh, many, many times, both uh, both Cal Patterson and Brian Smith, and um, we've been making progress. So... But it really depends on the uh, on the local superintendent, and this one seems to want to uh, wants to get along and and do that balance between uh, preserving the environment and uh, creating a recreational and tourist uh, tourism opportunities. Well, let's hope. Let's see what the future brings. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us, uh, Simple Great MPP Jim Wilson. Thanks for joining us on Talk of the Town. Thanks, Melanie.